Welcome, Bearcat family, and to whoever may have stumbled across this on Spotify and SoundCloud, you are now tuning in to another episode of Global Bearcats. I am your host, Zane Phillips, the head academic producer here at MCK Radio. And this episode, we have a very special guest, Anastasia. Go ahead and say hi, Anastasia. Hello. She is a lovely student here at McKendree University, and she actually reached out to me because she felt that she has some important information to say. And personally, I think she has a pretty interesting story, where she comes from, what she's about, who she associates herself with, this, that, and the other. So for those of you that don't know, I am somewhat of an exchange student expert because I was an exchange student myself with Rotary International. I spent 11 months in Brazil. So my goal for this podcast, this series, I guess you could say, is to foster better relationships with all the uh, international students here on campus and possibly give some context where we can be more welcoming, not only here on campus, but maybe around the world. So, with that being said, Anastasia, can you give us a little bit of context, who you are, where you're from, what you're about, name, major, all that stuff? Uh, sure thing. Um, my name is Alexa Dixon, and um, I was adopted from Ukraine when I was uh, just a couple of years old, and um, currently I am enrolled in McKinney University, and I have a major in health and wellness towards animals and a minor in art. So I'm supposed to uh, pursue a career in um, veterinarian school or maybe as a field biologist in the f- near future. That is cool. That is, I had never, I had never even thought to like combine those two together. It's what, health and wellness among animals in art? Mm-hmm. Wow. That is cool. So you said you were adopted from Ukraine. So that, I guess, brings me to why you are here today with the current climate. Globally, Ukraine is pretty important. So, um, I guess you said you were adopted. So can you tell us more about your background? Yes. Okay. So my parents... They traveled from the U.S. all the way to Ukraine to adopt me when I was young, and I was adopted from a little orphanage in um, Sevastopol, Ukraine. I might kind of chopped off a little bit of a pronunciation. I apologize. That's all right. But um, I was adopted when I was young, and then I uh, started living in the U.S., and I grew up with... uh, kind of American cultures and, like, religion and everything. I wasn't really strongly connected to my Ukrainian culture and um, that's just how I grew up but um, when growing up I did adjust pretty well with um, you know like the culture here like the foods the music uh, the schooling here and um, I don't know it was pretty easy for me but a little bit rough because um, my um, my there was a language barrier of course because I was behind um, you know, trying to learn English and mm-hmm. pronunciate uh, sentences correctly. So I had to go through a small struggle with that when I was growing up. Yeah. I had to go to um, specific classes because I could not pronunciate the TH sound or mix the Ws and V sounds, which are very common for Ukrainians and Russians all around the world trying to um, mm-hmm. learn English. 
But um, of course, as you can see, uh, <laughs> I don't really have much of a accent anymore um, because I mainly grew up in the U.S. Mm -hmm. But um, growing up here was a lot different than um, living in Ukraine. It's just it's there's lots of um, opportunities here, lots of um, activities and just things I would never see in Ukraine. And it's just beautiful to live here and lots of brand new people to meet here and um, just lots of great opportunities for myself in the future. Mm -hmm. So where did you grow up here? Um, I mainly grew up out in the country. Uh, specifically, I mainly grew up in Illinois. Okay, so so you are a, um, I'm forgetting, a native, a native of Illinois, yes. you would say. Um, so, uh, I, I will ask you this question now, what brought you to McKendree University? What mainly brought me to McKendree University was the good hockey program here and of course the, um, academic programs here because, um, I played hockey when I was in high school and I was very successful with it and I was, um, brought here just to look at the hockey program, which of course I became super and fascinated in. And um, I joined the McKendree Women's Hockey League here, the team, and um, the academic programs here, um, I was very um, invested in because um, I am a straight A student, but I do have a little bit of difficulty due to um, uh, having a 504 plan um, when I was in high school. So I was looking for a college that had like a 504 plan, a good academic programs for yeah. people who you know, have to go through leaps and bounds. <laughs> yeah, of course. That that makes sense. Um, so I guess we, to uh, address the elephant in the room, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I do want to preface this and say, if we get to any line, let us know, um, and we will try not to cross that. I want to make you feel comfortable enough to where you can give us a decent amount of information to really understand what is going on from the standpoint of a Ukrainian are you a Ukrainian citizen yes, yes. Uh, how you pronunciate it is um, Ukrainian Ukrainian so you yes you are Ukrainian so I guess um, I'll just ask what should people know about what's going on right now um, what people should know is, of course, um, that Russia has declared war on Ukraine. Um, of course, I am a citizen. I'm not part of the military nor government, so I cannot give you specific information of what's actually happening or what's false news or what's true. But we know that for a fact, and we know that s civilians, soldiers, others between this conflict have been wounded and Lots of people around the country or even just Ukraine and some people from Russia are helping out the best they can with um, just um, supplies and trying to help aid uh, Ukrainian military a little bit. And um, it's it's just um, kind of rough to see personally as being a um, kind of a Ukrainian citizen to see my country go through this conflict that's over... It's over a particular reason that Ukraine was not wanting to start this this war mm -hmm. at all. Um, I can tell you the reason why that Russia wanted to declare war in Ukraine specifically 
and that was due to um you know thinking that uh they wanted to join nato mm-hmm. and um russia really doesn't like nato at this yeah. point and they have concluded that nato is slowly um kind of um, getting closer and closer to russian borders and um you know they aren't appreciating that yeah and they really want ukraine and russia to combine as a whole back in the old days because they think that we're alike and similar as them and um you know just to keep ukraine close to russia rather than you know separate yeah so i guess you from what i know there has mostly been conflict in ukraine between ukraine and russia for a long time correct right can you elaborate on that um yes um there has been conflict ever since they became um independent um that's just usually how it is because they um have a slight different government compared to them and um, they just like to run things a little bit differently but they fought for that land and for that independence and um just russia they haven't really fully took action like there's just been small pieces like they've been taking over certain small country um, certain small cities Mm -hmm. um bit by bit just for resources and from ports and stuff like that but now they're aiming for big popular cities um due to them um being concerned about nato and Mm -hmm. also ukraine as a whole for a country just you know, just to be extra precautious and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I guess I will ask you this now in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, trying to get engage how you are feeling it and how the Ukrainian people are feeling. Mm-hmm. What is it like being a Ukrainian right now with everything going on? Um, the global audiences or eyes on your country. Um are people like being like overly uh like sympathetic what is like what what's it like Mm, i think there is some um, misinterpretations from um, outside sources i've heard and seen on tv or on social media that they're comparing this situation that's happening right now between russia and ukraine compared it to like 9-11 and i totally disagree on that i don't think it's as serious as that but it is a serious matter because it is a big um country trying to take over a smaller and weaker country with um, less resources less military power and everything and i think it's very wrong because if um bigger countries like that have the mentality to think oh we can do this then it's just going to start something way bigger than something that we could end so Mm -hmm. it's it's like that and um the ukrainian people Personally, I'm adopted, and I cannot say for other fellow international students who actually live there currently and just grew up with customs, but I know lots of people that I know that are outside of Ukraine right now are fearful. They're fearful that some of their fathers and mothers are still stuck in Ukraine, and um, they don't have enough money to um, allow them to fly over to Poland to safety so everyone's fearful of that and then there's families whole families in ukraine that are just stuck there and they're just trying to live and to survive without 
you know, getting um, involved in this conflict or accidentally, um, <laughs> like, get caught in a crossfire. Yeah. So I don't like to see on um, TV, you know, like, children crying, you know, in fear mm -hmm. that they might get, like... <laughs> you know, like shot because, mm -hmm. um, they didn't ask this. They did not say, I want to be a part of this. They're just bystanders. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's all I can say about that. Yeah. Well, um, so I'm trying to find a good way to, um, transition or to segue here. Um, you, uh, I've seen you doing some stuff around campus to raise awareness about this. Um, how has the university been receiving it? Are we being welcoming towards you? Are we being supportive towards the cause of the Ukrainians? What can we do as citizens of another country to make you feel um, welcome and support you through this difficult time? Um, well, right now I have noticed that people in the area have been, um, showing support by like posting social media, you know, like the colors of, uh, blue and yellow saying, I support Ukraine. And, um, all of us appreciate that every single last one of, um, as, uh, Ukrainian citizens do appreciate that severely. Um, me personally, I've donated some monies to the crisis fund for uh, Ukrainians and um, uh, some to their military funds and a couple to um, orphanages for disabled children in my free time. And I know for a fact that a couple of um, Ukrainians that I know have families that um, are stuck in Ukraine currently and um, have a GoFundMe page, uh, page to um, help pay for their plane tickets so they can safely arrive in Poland or any other country away from Ukraine so they can live happy lives and not be a part of this mess. But um, the best that I can tell people is just to find um, GoFundMe pages for Ukrainian citizens or maybe... Um, donate money on um just small pages for um like for orphanages or for military or just supplies in general but i do warn um, people out there that there are fake pages because i have found fake pages on ebay sd and stuff like that and um you just need to look carefully in this description see if it's an actual real gofundme page for mm -hmm. um towards Ukraine or Ukrainian citizens. Yeah. Um, well, I am glad that we as a university and us as a community are supporting you. Uh, and we will continue to do that until this conflict is resolved. Um, so I guess I will ask you now, do, how do you, do you feel like uh, President Zelensky is doing all that he can do given the the circumstances do you think he is navigating this precarious environment in a way that is beneficial and what we can do to aid Zelensky on a global political scale I think he's doing a decent job. Of course, every single leader out in the world can always do a better job. Um, 
you can never be too perfect at your job, of mm -hmm. course. But um, I think some things can improve, of course, like the resources and um, outside forces helping aid in Ukraine. And I know that's a sensitive subject because, again, it's country versus country, bigger bigger country versus smaller country. And mm -hmm. I get it that people are scared to do that. And, um, you know, other countries kind of focus on why, sh why should we aid in Ukraine? Why is this wrong? And like, why is this so significant? Like, what will this help us in the future if we help them and stuff like that? I think that's the issue at hand right now. And um, I am not really a political person, yeah. so I cannot really specifically point out what he needs to correct in his um, plans of a help aiding Ukraine or like how to manage it um, towards other leaders from other countries. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so I'm just looking through some of my, my questions here that I have kind of chicken scratched down on this <laughs> piece of paper, piece of paper in front of me. Um, but you did mention that um, you didn't grow up in Ukraine. Correct. So do you ever feel, uh, especially now, like conflicts between cultures, like feel yourself, both your parts feeling, I guess, in competition with each other? Yes, I strongly um, have that feeling all the time because um, I am Ukrainian. I was adopted from there. I, it flows through my blood that <laughs> I'm European. But I grew up in um, the U.S., so I grew up with American um, culture, and um, the problem is that I developed some um, personality traits, Ukrainian personality traits, while I was growing up in, like, um, the U.S. in um, American schools, and um, it caused me difficulty in the um, future, like, for example... Um, I was I always had issues making eye contact with people and people would think that's disrespectful in the US but um, as a European um, you know it shows a sign of respect to not make eye contact with someone that long or for that much of time mm -hmm. um, and I would have issues um, interacting with people. I would like to be closed off and everything because um, I was different. I I did things that most American um, school um, students wouldn't do. Like I'd eat different foods, and um, you know, like I would get kind of bullied by it. Or you know, like some people would point out my facial features and be like, "Oh, that's weird." You know, like why is your why is your bone structure and your nose so different compared to me? Or why is your eyes so squinty? But, you know, like you said, <laughs> you know, you're um, Ukrainian yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything like that. They would point out small little features. And I'd be like, well, I, I don't know how to explain it. And um, I don't know. There's just certain um, personality traits and characteristics that I will always be deeply connected to, to Ukraine, that will n never change one bit. And it's very hard to connect those um, traits to like American um, factors, of course, mm -hmm. because I've realized that people who are also from like Europe and everything, um, I see that people um, like us get um, kind of called out on it a little bit, how we interact with people or how we eat or what sports we play or how we dress. And... Um, 
the thing is, the best part about being adopted is I can understand both sides of, you know, being a U.S. citizen and being a Ukrainian citizen. Mm-hmm. And that's the best of both worlds because I can help people understand both point, points of views on, mm-hmm. um, you know, between two individuals, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that to transition or to kind of bounce off of that, how do you want people to see you? I mean, I would like people to see me as just really anyone else, just like a college uh, student, female, an athlete. I am a lover. Um, But if I had to choose, like, specifically, if I wanted to someone to call me by a specific term, like... I get this all the time when people ask me, do you want to be called, you know, American or do you want to be called Ukrainian? Mm -hmm. And I'm always at conflict with that because I'm like, well, I'm both. I mean, I grew up in this country, but I'm physically, (laughs) you know, blood coursing through my veins, Mm -hmm. Ukrainian. So I usually kind of um, tell them I'm Ukrainian since it's easier in some parts. Like for um, McKendry, there's lots of international students, so it's easier just to say, "Hey, I'm Ukrainian," rather yeah. than "I'm adopted." Give them the whole spiel and stuff like that. But now they can just listen to the podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, it'd be yeah. easier. <laughs> yes, um, if all you guys were knowing where I came from, came from yes. Ukraine and everything like that. But um, yeah. Well, I do. I do want to thank you for opening up a little bit mm-hmm. and being vulnerable in terms of you know your background where where you came from some of the struggles you had growing up Mm -hmm. uh i do want to kind of move away into some i guess for lack of a better term lighter (laughs) topics because even though uh this is extremely important the conflict between russia and ukraine Mm -hmm. i do feel that i don't want you to be completely defined Mm -hmm. by you're Ukrainian, and you are completely only about this conflict, right? Yes. So what are some of your favorite things to do as a Ukrainian um, to kind of connect back to your Ukrainian culture and heritage? How I uh, connect to my Ukrainian culture sometimes in my free time is I do uh, lots of art drawings because usually whenever you go to a Ukrainian museum, you might see drawings mainly of flowers because flowers are a symbol that we use for almost everything. Our um, headdresses, they're kind of like crowns but made out of flowers and ribbons or like it's sometimes on our clothes with flowers and stuff like that. So I mainly use art to connect to my um, Ukrainian culture and also I try new foods that are at least um, close to uh, European base. They don't, don't have to be specifically Ukrainian because Ukrainian food aren't isn't really specific. It's like mm-hmm. a mixture of like Polish and other countries' yeah. foods. But um, I do eat food and then sometimes I do like listen to small little Ukrainian podcasts or like movies in Ukraine just to connect to the actual language culture of uh-huh. it. And also um, I keep in contact with people who are from Ukraine, so at least I can be up to date about mm-hmm. uh, what's happening in the world and just, like, you know, what they do in their free time and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to say to them now, if they're listening? 
I would like just to say that uh, I hope everyone's safe. I hope um, this war will go through um, pretty fast. And I hope uh, Ukraine's successful in keeping, um, you know, um, just keeping, I don't know really how to rephrase it, but um, just trying to keep peace and just to keep their nationality. I do mm-hmm. not want that to be taken away from them. But um, well, I just hope people who are out there, but I know personally from Ukraine that they're safe, their families are safe. Mm-hmm. And um, if they want to contribute back to Ukraine, um, I'm f- full support of that, of course. Yeah. There's several ways. You don't, of course, have to go straight in the military, but yeah. that's also fine. But um I just, that's all I can wish for is just um, prayers, blessings, and um, they live a long, happy life in the future, no matter what happens. Yes. Um, So I will ask, has McKendry been welcoming towards not only other exchange students, but you particularly? McKendry has been welcoming, but... Personally, I mean, as I see that um, McKendry does treat international students with, um, you know, um, in a good positive light, but um, I, on McKendry, pers- um, on McKendry specifically, there aren't really many Ukrainians, as you can tell. Yeah. And um, I think I've only seen about two other classmates that are Ukrainians, mm-hmm. and um yeah, that's actually pretty rare because yeah. um, nowadays you don't really see that many Ukrainians in um, colleges or really anywhere. It's kind of like um, digging for gold a little yeah. bit. <laughs> so um, it's very nice. At least I can meet a couple of um, people from the same country as me. Um, it's not as popular as meeting someone from a- another country that's either slightly bigger or just more popular. Yeah. And um, I do, I have been kind of witnessing some confusion between Russian and Ukrainian because some people think they're the same. Okay. So I do want to point out they are not the same. Um, They declared um, independency um, back in 1900s. I don't know where specifically, Mm -hmm. but... um, our governmental system is a lot different compared to Russia's. And um, specifically how Ukraine is different from Russia is um, kind of um, our pronunciation of our words is differently. Our alphabet is slightly differently. And um, our clothing, mm-hmm. of course. Clothing and slight um, food changes, of course. Yeah. And like the language... Um, sounds a little bit more diverse. So, like, I would say kind of like a more diverse style of um, Russian, if that makes sense. But um, Russian um, Russian um, people from Russia, um, individuals can agree with me on that, that um, our, there is slight language barrier. So, like, we could understand each other. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's the pronunciation and, like, the sentence structures are a lot different. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, there is a huge difference, and um, I would like people to be um, um, acknowledgeable of that, please and thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. I think that's. I think that that is. I want to say the bare minimum yes. <laughs> that we can do is to recognize you as an individual mm-hmm. associated with a 
a single country. Mm-hmm. And that's, I do, we will, I hope, after people listen to this, will understand and be a little bit more conscious of how, especially in, you know, these current times, how sensitive it is to be Ukrainian. Yes. Um, so just to kind of um, go away and make this a little bit more lighter of a subject, do you think you could speak some Ukrainian for us? If you don't, yeah, I, I hate, as an exchange student, I always hated this question because it's like, I don't even know what to say. I need to like a response to a question or something. I don't have anything prepared. Um, but for the layperson, can you speak some Ukrainian for us? I can speak a little bit Ukrainian, but my pronunciation is very um, chalky. And I personally, I like to speak Ukrainian whenever it's, um, you know, it doesn't sound <laughs> really uh, chalky and it sounds pure and, you know, like correct mm-hmm. um, pronunciation. It's just um, a personal uh, preference, but I can teach the audience at least Ooh. one word in Ukrainian. Yes. And I've taught you outside the podcast of this before. I have forgotten. <laughs> so if you ever want to say hello to someone or hi in, okay. um, in public, you just need to tell them um, "Privet." So in, um, if you want to say it with a um, just more kind of close to like American accent, it's just "Privet." But more of like a kind of like a European accent, it would be "Privet." So <sighs> yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not going to try and make a fool out of myself, but I do appreciate you reaching out and telling us how we can be more welcoming to you because <laughs> that is, that is one of the main goals that I hope people get out of this mm-hmm. podcast. Um, is there anything specifically that you wanted to talk about and to let people know? Um. I would just like to emphasize that uh, Ukrainian citizens and individuals, um, we're not, um, our personalities might differ from other individuals. Like we might seem a little bit more shy or maybe slightly standoffish and more quiet, but that's just how our culture is. That's just how our personality is, you know, like connected to our culture. So don't be scared to like see us out in public if we're like just alone and just sitting there, you know, like greet us, like walk up to us, say, hey, how are you doing and stuff like that. Just say, say, yeah. Privyet. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so one thing that I like to ask or like to ask exchange students specifically is that is there one thing that Ukraine does better than the United States? And is there one thing that the United States does better than Ukraine? I mean lifestyle in ukraine is a lot different compared to the u.s but it's really hard to describe but they are very invested in their people their civilization and um, their community that's what makes up them is their community mm-hmm. and like their trust in you know their strength in their community it doesn't rely on government strongly on government compared to other countries yeah and yes they do use government a little bit but like mainly it's about the people about Mm -hmm. what they stand for as a unit 
Yeah, that's. I would. I don't know a lot about Ukraine, which is also why I'm really glad to have you on. <laughs> but that is a very that that makes a lot of sense. So I guess, do you find a sense of community here on not only on campus but in the United States? Yes, I do have a, um, I have witnessed a sense of community in the U.S. and on campus. It's very welcoming. Um, a lot different than other <laughs> countries outside the U.S., um, but in the good way. Um, very welcoming. Um, like, um, it's always, like, cheerful and happy. It definitely um, gives you lots of brand new experiences that you would never <laughs> expect. And um, I don't know, it's just a opportunity to have that experience as a, um, as a citizen here, currently living here. Yeah. So you said that you were here for hockey. Yes. Does Ukraine have a really good hockey team or a really good hockey culture, hockey sport? Like, is hockey good in Ukraine? Um, whenever people think about hockey, they mainly think about Russia because that's usually like what people hear yeah. about is, you know, like on the Olympics is mm -hmm. the Russian hockey team. Um, what I mainly specifically, um, kind of watch for Ukraine is their, um, gymnastics team. They, they have a really, really good gymnastics team. Yes. I would never have thought that. Yes. I um, personally, when I was growing up trying to play all these different sports, my first sport was gymnastics. <laughs> awesome. That's cool. I had never, uh, with you being, cause you're also on the rugby team, mm -hmm. which you guys are doing well. I, I enjoy seeing you guys play. Um, I would never have guessed you to be, I, I don't know, an acrobatics person. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know how to, I guess, explain that. Um, but is there some advice that you would want to give to international students who are kind of grappling with, you know, that sense of identity right now with, cause I assume that there are some students here, international students that do feel themselves being quote unquote Americanized mm -hmm. and that are losing touch with their home country yes so can you give some advice on how to deal with that sort of shifting in mm -hmm. their life yes i've been through it on and off um i always question myself um am i slowly just you know getting rid of the american culture and like the um kind of like the spirit of ukraine um out of me so um what I would tell international students is if you feel like you're drifting away from your culture or your religion or wherever you came from, and um, um, but if you're just drifting away, then just to reconnect it little by little. If you have to do it like daily or maybe once a week or once a month, then do it. Um, I know it always feels like, you know, like living in the U.S., you're slowly or maybe even in past um fast pace being americanized and um just that's just how it is like when you go to a different country even just live there for a couple of days or a couple of weeks it just you adjust to the culture so fast and that's just the natural part of life that's just how you are that's how humans are we adapt we adapt very fastly yeah. and 
if you're worried about that, then just slowly connect to your culture bit by bit. Just don't forget about who you are, what makes up you. That is great advice. I I did, um, especially with me coming back from Brazil. Even now, I do kind of find I do kind of find myself, quote unquote, drifting away from. But like, I don't have the same sort of nationalism or. I don't have Brazilian blood running through my veins. I just <laughs> immersed myself in that in that culture for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I like to reconnect through like music and things, and talking to my friends. Um, I also have a Brazilian who lives on my floor, who I speak Portuguese with. Um, but it is important to kind of, like you said, reconnect mm-hmm. little by little. Um, so. As we're getting ready to wrap up here, do you have any parting shots before we uh, we wrap this up? Um, not really. I'm just glad to be on here to give a little bit of insight on um, Ukrainians or Ukraine as a whole. And um, just to say that I stand with Ukraine. And for all international students out there or um, just people from any other country, I stand with you. And I know what you're going through and I'm always here for you just to connect with you. And, um, yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for coming on. I really do appreciate it. And I do feel like we had some good conversation and interaction Mm -hmm. on how to make Ukrainians feel at home and how to support them, uh, what they're about and just how to see them. So, Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for inviting me.